0: Hello, friends, and welcome to My Miniature Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Carf. This podcast is about all things miniature. We will explore the world of minis and all its raw talent, dedication, patience, and the new energy of this art form. Hear from miniature hobbyists and professionals from all over the world. We will gain a deeper insight into the creative processes that drive them. We will also explore what their biggest struggles are, their most devastating failures, and the most uplifting successes. I hope to encourage and inspire you in your miniature hobby, because even the ordinary become extraordinary in miniature. Hello, friends. Welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here. If you hear my little... Pug Puggle snoring next to me that's that's what that noise is um he has to be right by me at all times lately he is going to be 15 next month I can't believe it but his name is Max so if you hear him snoring that's what that that sound is but anyway I'm so glad that you are here for another another episode thank you um before I introduce my next mini artist I want to share something really exciting with you so if you follow me on social media then you know that i recently took a trip to nashville and while i was there of course i researched miniature shops in the area and there was one like 10 miles from our our, um, our hotel which was amazing it's a quick uber ride and this shop was amazing it was filled with so many miniatures and i could have spent all day there however my husband wasn't quite on board with that but I did spend a good hour there but if you're ever in Nashville I highly recommend it it's called um, oh man, do I even know the name I think it's called the the miniature cottage it's the only one in Nashville it should pop up if you Google it but if you are ever there definitely stop by she was so kind and so nice but anyway while I was there I found an artist sink It was so cute. And by that, I mean it's just a little thing that fit in my hand. It was a 112 scale. And it was so cute. It was messy. It had paint stains in the sink. It had brushes everywhere. It had paint tubes and cleaners. And it was just, it was definitely spoke to me because that's usually how my art area looks really, really messy. I loved it. I wanted it. However, it was like $250, and I just couldn't see myself paying that much money for it. So instead, I took lots of pictures with the attention of, oh, maybe someday I'll just make my own someday, right? I think as a miniaturist, sometimes we always think that, like, oh, I'll get to it someday. I could make that. I'm not going to buy it. But fortunately that day has come sooner than i would have ever expected so i have a miniature group it's called mic drop miniature club on facebook and a few members when i posted that picture and said i'm going to create this someday they also had interest in creating it and so i spoke with one and well, Janet, so you'll see her if you you join me, but her name is Janet and she's wonderful. And so we've been exploring ideas on how to recreate this thing together. And then we had the idea why not open it up to this community and invite you all in to recreate this artist sync with me. If you wanna see visuals, please go to my Instagram page. Um, It's at Mic Drop Miniatures, or I also have it on Facebook. At mic drop miniatures on Facebook or if you don't Facebook's not your thing or Instagram just email me and I will definitely send you some pictures of it it's so cute so a little bit about how we're gonna do this is you would simply join our group on Facebook again it's called the mic drop miniature club ask to join I'll let you in if you're nice. No, I'm just kidding. I'll let you in and from there we'll build a sink together step by step. I will provide a materials list and even videos to help you get started. And then each week we will just dive a little more into the sink until it's complete. Each week we're thinking of two having some Zoom meetings where you could attend if you want, ask questions, connect with the other members. It'll be so much fun. I'm so excited for this as I feel it's a Great way to meet like-minded people that share the same passion. And we can all learn from each other because, you know, for example, we're going to be making some paintbrushes. Well, maybe you have some different ideas on how to create a very realistic paintbrush that we don't know about. So we can learn from each other, and I'm really, really excited. And I promise you that our artist Inc. will be way less than $250 dollars. So I hope that you will consider joining us. The class starts April 7th. So I hope that you will head over to Facebook today and join our group. I will also post a link in the podcast show notes here for you as well. All right, so let's talk about our podcast episode because I know really that's why you're here, right? But today I want to share a conversation I had with Lana Keela. And she's a very talented miniaturist that creates very clean and professional-looking pieces. She recently created a bathhouse with working water features. I wouldn't even know where to begin to do something like that. I guess I, I never attempted it. Maybe I should challenge myself to have maybe a working sink. Wouldn't that be cool? In my next creation. So links to her creations are in the show notes also so make sure to follow Lana Kila and check out her amazing creations so I hope you enjoy our conversation and if so I'd love it if you could take a picture maybe share this episode on your social media tag me Mike drop miniatures or do you know other miniatures maybe you can consider sharing this ep- this podcast with them because I love meeting new mini friends. So thank you in advance. And lastly, maybe you would like to be a guest on my next episode of this podcast. It's fun and it's super easy. If you feel inclined, please DM me and we can get you scheduled. You can find me also on Instagram. Remember, my handle is at MikeDropMiniatures or I'm on Facebook and yep, you guessed it. At Mike Drop Miniatures, or if social media is not your thing, please you can email me at mike drop miniatures at gmail.com All right, friends, let's get into this episode. Again, thank you for being here, and have a great day. Hi Rachel, how you doing? Good. How are
1: you? Doing well, thanks.
0: Thank you for meeting with me today. Of course. Can you pronounce your um, first name for me, just so I'm really bad with,
1: with that, Lanaquila.
0: Lanaquila, that's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Do you ever shorten it to Lana, or no?
1: No, no. Hawaiian names—the meaning changes if you change the names. Okay. I, that's what
0: I thought. I wanted to make sure. So Lanaquila, that's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. So where are you calling from today?
1: The Santa Cruz Mountains in California. Okay.
0: I suppose yeah. it's beautiful there. I like Wisconsin where no sun, lots of snow. (laughs) So, Tell me how did you get started in miniatures?
1: Oh, well, it started gradually. I had just sort of a Fisher Price toy dollhouse when I was a little girl. And then when I got to be a little bit older, I recognized that there was a possibility, both to change things to make the dollhouse more like my own life and my own family with a grandma and a grandpa not just you know kids and parents and things like that and also to make a more idealized version of things how would I like for things to be what are some things I'd like to see in a house that I don't see in this one or my real house and so it kind of gradually evolved from there and uh, so that's when I started dreaming up a lot of the things that I'm doing now. Uh, wishing I could see a dollhouse with a working water feature and things like that. So, yeah, yeah so you, that's actually, I
0: you do have a house with wa- um, working water, or you're working up to that?
1: Oh, working water feature, yes. The Aguilas Rojas dollhouse, the, oh which you may have seen on my Facebook page, uh, the, the actual soaking pool does have working water
0: <laughs> nice that is impressive so is that what you consider the bathhouse or is that something yes. yes okay yeah that's a beautiful piece so that is created from something that exists in real life or is that made up it's based on, uh,
1: on a lot of the bathhouses, the hot springs retreat centers out there
0: okay so it's not I just I thought maybe it was an actual place you went to fell in love with it and then you rebuilt it.
1: So It's similar to a couple of places like that. There are a couple of places like that that do have very special places in my heart and it's sort of my own twist on the general concept and the feeling of those places.
0: So you're like me, you create out of like I'm really sentimental so I love to create things from my past or things that evoke emotion in my creations. So that it sounds like something you do a lot. Mm -hmm. So your bathhouse is complete. What are you working on now?
1: Uh, Right now, I'm doing some sort of intermediate things. I'm not working on another miniature thing immediately, but one thing I'm doing is trying to make at least a temporary display case for that dollhouse, and also getting started working with a 3D printer for the first time so that I can do some new things, make some components for future projects. I did see that. So
0: have you, you got the um, Dremel 3D printer, right? So, Mm -hmm. So have you started yet anything? I know you took it out of the box. I saw a picture of that on your <laughs> social media. Have you started yeah,
1: that in and of that in and of itself, it was a little bit daunting. So uh, so just done creating it for the first time and going ta-da, here it is was pretty great. But I'm actually planning on doing some initial 3D printing a little bit later on today
0: oh fun well if it's anything like my experience don't pull your hair out um just keep at it it was the first one i had was very it was frustrating to get a a print to work but then i stuck with it and you just change your settings and i noticed you got to make sure that the temperature is right in the room that was a big thing Mm -hmm. for me i work in the basement so it's a lot cooler a lot damped you know more damp down here so the temperatures makes a huge difference also. So what are you gonna make first?
1: Uh, well, initially they just have some sample items just to get your feet wet. They're already programmed into the 3D yeah. printer. So I guess I'll start there. Um, yeah, I do have some thoughts as to what I would like to do. Uh, one thing I was actually thinking of once I get to a point where I can Use an AutoCAD program a little bit, something along those lines. Is I would actually like to circle back around and make a new pool basin for the the Aguilets Rocha style house
0: Okay, so, that's a good yeah. yeah. Then you know, mm-hmm. yeah, resin it won't definitely leak on you and perfect. Yeah, so I see that you do electricity also. You seem very skilled at electricity. Are there any oh, tips that- or- Anything that you can share for how to get perfect electricity in your homes?
1: You know, that's a new skill for me. I was fortunate enough to go to a really good workshop on how to do dollhouse electrification. Okay. So uh, that's one thing I know with all of us living in stay at home times, it's a little bit more challenging to do that, but hopefully that'll be coming to an end before long. And I don't think there's anything quite like being able to just sit down with someone in real time in the same room and just start doing these things. But uh, one thing I would definitely say is that before I took that class, I talked to a lot of people who were telling me all these workarounds they use so they don't have to do soldering because they're afraid to do soldering. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I found soldering is not something to fear (laughs) actually it turned out not to be that difficult and with a few very very easy safety rules in mind you can do it very easily and very safely so don't fear
0: the soldering iron (laughs) um do you do tape or do you do wire then
1: for your like so far i've So far I've been doing tape wiring. Um, I know that there are good reasons to just use the round wiring sometimes if you're working on a bigger project we discussed that in class too. Uh, If you've got a bigger house a bigger structure then that can be better from what I understand because things tend to bend a little bit when you're transporting something it might not even be all that much but it can be enough that a little bit of give in the round wiring rather than the tape wiring can help prevent some problems.
0: Okay, interesting. And do you remember the class that you took,
1: Al? Uh, yes, I took a class with someone who goes by the name of Mr. K, but his actual name is Tim Kraft.
0: Okay. Oh, I think, <clears throat> have you ever been to any miniature shows? I I was looking at the classes they're going to be doing in Chicago coming up, and I think he's actually doing one there, maybe. That name?
1: He probably what? is. What?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He
1: probably is doing that one. I caught him at the San Jose miniature show. Okay.
0: So how was the San Jose miniature show? Like, did you like it? It was
1: beautiful. I loved it. It was just, uh, It was just lovely to see that many different styles of miniatures and people teaching that many different miniature techniques. It was just a really exciting creativity stimulating environment and I'm just so happy that I went. Mm
0: -hmm. I know Chicago's coming up here in April. I really wanna go. I'm only three hours from there, right? So I should go. Mm -hmm. So maybe you'll be there teaching us how to do a 3D printer.
1: Right? (laughs) Uh, Probably not just yet, but (laughs) who knows, you know, one of the things I love about this creative work is that it takes you in directions you could never have imagined.
0: Mm -hmm. So what is your favorite thing to do in miniature? Is it like woodworking? Is it the electric? Is, well, you maybe don't know the 3D printing side of it yet, but what is your most favorite thing to do when designing or creating?
1: I've been loving both the woodwork and also a part of that is I love doing the designing and the redesigning and the kit bashing. You know, I love that whole process of figuring out how I want something to work and then bringing it to life. That's just so exciting for me.
0: It is. I like that part too. It's also can be very, frustrating at times when did you ever have that happen where you have a vision in your head and you just can't get it or are you fortunate enough where everything works out to your to the way you want it
1: well once in a while something takes me by surprise a little bit but I've tried to just take it easy and approach it as a matter of play and a matter of exploration and really a matter of experimenting, because the whole thing about running an experiment is that you don't know what's going to happen, and that's part of the interest of it. So if it happens that something I'm doing isn't getting me where I was thinking I'd like to go, that can have a couple of different effects. Sometimes I can learn something to work around whatever the problem is, and other times I might even get the idea to go in a direction I wasn't expecting
0: yeah that's cool did you ever where do you go for like your inspiration or if you need help with something or questions do you have a go-to place or is it
1: um you not one specific place uh for me the ideas tend to come pretty easily i have a lot of ideas still backlogged from when I was a kid, actually, because it took me a while in my adult life to get to a point where I felt comfortable using power tools and doing all these different things. You know, I was raised in the kind of family where women didn't do things like using power tools. So it took me a while to get past all those old messages about what I should and shouldn't be doing. So... (laughs) but the good news is I have a lot of fun ideas that I was dreaming about for years and now I get to really bring those to life and so yeah so there's that Um, with questions it all depends on what the questions are about there are different people I can go to for different topics I have a lot of friends who have done a lot of woodworking (laughs) not on a miniature scale like this but certainly woodworking working in general and there's usually some adaptation even if you're working in a really small space it's usually something you can figure out yeah and, and
0: then the, uh, internet's great. Yeah. <laughs> the internet's great for finding tutorials and whatnot so and I love that you put everything on your Facebook page to kind of follow you and see what you're doing next and all your awesome creations so I'll post a link to that so people can find you and see what you're working on oh of course yeah so do you have your own room designated for your miniatures then where they all live all right
1: i rent an art studio in town to be able to do all of this i'm temporarily living in a really really small place while i have a life-size house built for myself and so there's really no room here to be doing any of the miniature stuff i did a little bit of miniature plant crafting here and even that making things with inch long leaves was just too much for a space as small as I'm living in right now so um yeah it finally hit me one day hey there are plenty of people in town who rent little art studios so why don't I do that and it's been great it
0: yeah so you will do you think you'll get rid of it after your house is built or will you keep it I'm not studio? I'm not
1: sure. I'm not sure that I would actually get rid of it even once I've got my house because I've discovered there are some real advantages to having an art studio if you can do it. One of them is just a practical matter of, especially for those of us who have pets, it's a totally different, totally separate environment. So I'm not constantly having to keep pets or their fur out of the paint and so on. (laughs) But uh, the the other thing too is that if you can get a little tiny art studio somewhere then that's often near other art studios and you get to start meeting other artists who do different things and you get to sometimes be part of a community
0: yeah that's awesome and you can leave a mess behind i would love that like okay i'm done for the day just shut the door and i don't see the mess (laughs) that would be wonderful
1: exactly yeah yeah even when i was living in a different place where i had maybe at least a little bit of room to do this kind of thing there if i could tolerate the mess that was just it It was a matter of okay whatever happens here i'm not going to be able to really move on from it, unless I clean it up and if I do clean it up i'm going to have to reset everything the next time i'm ready to work. Mm -hmm. So it's a real advantage to have that space where you can just go okay well that's the end for today i'm leaving the wood bits here i'll sweep up the sawdust tomorrow. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: California, I feel like they is that to say where they have like so many different clubs and things. I was researching like clubs around the U.S. Do you know anything about actual clubs that meet and get together, miniature clubs? Have you ever joined?
1: local. I'm not aware of any locally. I've been starting to hear some talk about a club around Monterey, which would be nice. That would be really close to here. So I still have to investigate that. I do know that there's one in San Diego because the first miniature show I went to is actually in San Diego. Um, They're not meeting, I guess they're not meeting this year. They're gonna be doing their show next year again because of the coronavirus situation. But Mm -hmm. yeah, they do have a regular club there that meets regularly and holds classes, things like that.
0: Yeah, I would love to have that in my area. Like minded mm-hmm. people getting together and just working on projects, that'd be so awesome. So, um, I yeah. wanted to ask too I saw on your Facebook page that you do other scales than 1, 1 12th, right? Like you had this little, was it like a little dresser? I don't remember what scale that was yeah. in, but it was so small in your hand. So, you yeah. And all yeah. the
1: scales? I primarily work in one twelfth scale, but I have been dabbling a little bit in one one hundred forty fourth scale. Oh wow! So that yeah.
0: So like your, I think it was a dresser. You had measurements on there. So like a real, well, I don't know, what a five foot dresser would probably be a quarter of an inch, maybe, not even.
1: Yeah, uh, let's see, a five foot dresser in one 12th scale, it would be five inches. And so in one 144th scale, then that gets to be about a little under half an inch.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, my, yeah. brain, well, my brain only thinks in one twelve. Like, I don't know how, uh, when I see that little, little stuff, it might, it blows my mind how small it is. And you really gotta mm-hmm. have eyesight for that. So <laughs> which scale would you yeah. think is your favorite?
1: Um, in general the one twelfth, but I've not done a whole lot in the one one hundred and forty-fourth scale. And I, I have really enjoyed just doing these extreme details and finding ways to work around the constraints of working on a really tiny scale. Still, yeah. I do really like one twelfth scale a lot because it's small enough to have the ooh factor, but it's also big enough that you can put a lot of detail into things.
0: I think you'll be amazed when you start doing your 3D printer how much detail the printer can give out. I know a lot of people think that's like cheating, like you can't use a 3D printer, but it's, for me, it's been a game changer. I love it. So uh, what is sure. your what?
1: That's great to hear.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're really going to love it. I can't wait to see what you, what you create. What would you say is your favorite tool in your
1: studio? Oh gosh, um, favorite tool in the studio. I noticed um, you still cut by
0: hand, right? Or do you? Because you had like the little miter saw and like the handheld saw. The or do you have power tools to cut your wood?
1: I mostly do cuts by hand just because yeah. that allows for a lot of control. But I do use a couple of power tools. I do have an electric drill and I do have a Dremel uh, oscillating saw tool. So okay. that's really useful sometimes. So
0: OK. So yeah, any favorite tool? Maybe it's your saw. I don't know how anyone can cut by hand sometimes. It's, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah,
1: the- Yeah, the saw really is very, very helpful having the electric saw. Um, There have been some things that really have just been too tough, too demanding on my hands to just keep sawing and sawing and sawing. So having that electric saw does provide me with some really good options and it does save wear and tear on my body. So I'm happy for that.
0: Yes. Well, awesome. I can't wait. And do you have an Instagram page? I know you have your Facebook
1: you don't. Okay. I don't have an Instagram at this point, no. OK,
0: I just wanted to make sure um, because then I could put that in the, the description so people could follow you there also. So anything, any last words on maybe if someone was starting miniatures, how they could get started or any words of inspiration?
1: Well, I would say for somebody just starting out, the first thing is to approach it with an attitude of play and exploration realize that there's going to be a lot to learn and it's okay if learning doesn't mean doing things perfectly all the time mm-hmm. and uh you know, you can take things slowly for myself i started out by putting together little kits exactly the way they were designed and slowly started doing more kit bashing, just making variations on things. So, you know, it's something you can approach gradually. You don't have to do everything from scratch right away or ever if you don't want to. And um, yeah. I I I
0: have a good idea of kit bashing. I've never heard of that. So it's like you take a kit and then you maybe add on a room or maybe you want to change up, like add a front porch on or things like that. Is that what you mean by kit
1: bashing? Exactly, yeah. Basically changing a kit around so that it's a little bit different from what was intended or maybe a lot different from what was intended. Actually with the bathhouse I was doing a lot of kit bashing there. Um, That's actually two of the same kind of kit used and also I just did a lot of changing things around such that it's got a little basement, which wasn't something that was really planned for. And, uh, and yeah, just changing a lot of features of it so that I could make it what I want. So yeah. How many hours really you have in the bathhouse? I have no idea. I know I put a lot of hours into it over the course of a year. So (laughs) it took a lot of work.
0: It's beautiful so yeah if I, i'll definitely share a picture of that if i can so they can see it it's mm-hmm. definitely beautiful where does that live right now then in your studio
1: right now it's living in the studio i do have a video showing it off i don't know if you saw that on my facebook page
0: on youtube okay yeah we could share that yeah that's mm-hmm. beautiful well i can't wait to see what you create next and keep sharing for sure
1: yeah yeah and-
0: for sure and- Thank you again for meeting with me today.
1: Of course. yeah, you, know, you know I'm so happy to do all of this. I love doing the miniatures and I love sharing about the miniatures. And you know really, what I think I love the most about miniatures is just that the fact that we spend this much time and this much energy creating things in such wonderful detail, yeah, you know, I think it's the greatest evidence we have that we love our lives, even in the hard times. There are all these things that we just love so much that we just adore putting all this time and energy, creating the perfect representations of the things in our lives. And I just love that about it.
0: That is such a cool way to put it. I never thought of it that way. It is so true. Well, I can't wait to see, like I said, what you what comes from your studio next. So please keep sharing. And thank you again for joining me today. And thank you. <laughs> All right, you take care. You too. Bye-bye.